Yeah, my first note on the movie is Roman Polanski drop dead challenge. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. We're gonna... Oh God, this is gonna be tough. <laughs> no, literally, already it's like, Jesus yeah. Christ. Woohoo. Uh, I'm just gonna be loudly moaning the whole episode. No, because everything feels so icky. It feels so fucking gross. If anybody else had made it, I probably would have... I would have liked it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also like, I know this came from a bad, bad person. It makes, it makes it hard. And I like, we talk about a lot, like separating art from the artist. And like, sometimes that's what you got to do. But like, it's really hard when his fucking face is on screen the whole time. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, this is not just a person who's like said some horrible things. Right. This is someone who's committed like a million crimes. There's like layers and there's nuance and this is an irredeemable man so it makes it hard to enjoy his work. Especially when he's constantly on screen reminding you (laughs) that he exists and he made this. Like not that I'm pleased but like I'm a little pleased that I fucking called what this movie would be. That I just Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. I just fucking knew it. Or when you're like, I'm not going to look it up. And then I looked it up. Because <laughs> I just, I noticed them like not using gendered terms for the previous tenant. And I was like, mm. so it's a woman and he's going to yeah. dress in drag and it's going to be scary. And like, I was a little wrong, but. Yeah, I wasn't as, as like, her. I was actually kind of shocked how like not transphobic it felt. I mean, it's not great because obviously that's supposed to be part of the horror. And it's like, oh, he's crazy. And yeah. It's like, okay. But-, but it wasn't as bad as I thought. Yeah, it wasn't, like, violently homophobic or um, transphobic, which was... Which is maybe because he didn't write the story. <laughs> yeah, literally. I just knew. I just knew. I just had a bad vibe, and I was right. Yeah, she- Welcome to the Fright of Your Life podcast. I'm Tara. And I'm Riley, and we're here to walk you through the 100 scariest movie moments of all time. As determined by the Bravo TV network in the year 2004. And today, we're grumpy, uh. you guys, because... <laughs> The movie with the 65th scariest movie moment of all time. Which, like, no. Which, no, first of all. Sorry. No, you're right. What? Uh, But that movie is The Tenant, directed by Roman Polanski from 1976. Roman Polanski can die. We'll throw a party when he dies. Yeah, like, sorry. I, if you're offended by that, literally, what's wrong with you? Sorry. If you're, offended to, if you're offended by that, you're probably not listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, literally. I don't think you're in our demographic. Yeah, unless you're like, no one deserves to die. And like, okay, that's good for yeah, you. Sure. I don't <laughs> yeah. I don't feel that way about Roman Polanski. I just don't. I just don't. I was talking to Tara about this. I have a hard and fast rule about not commenting on people's appearances and not making fun of people. But I'm going to be calling Roman Polanski <gasps> yeah. ugly this whole time. Yeah, fuck him. He's ugly. And like, sorry. If you are someone who looks like Roman Polanski, you are probably beautiful. Roman Polanski, however, looks like a fucking rat. And I hate him. Like, that's the thing. Like, if he wasn't a bad person, I wouldn't look at him and be like, that's disgusting. Exactly. But we know what's in his heart, so it makes him ugly he's outside. He's a like, monster. He's a coward. He's despicable. Yes. He's just awful. Scum of the earth. But we're going to talk about his movie for a while. Um, And, like, on the bright side, I think about 20 minutes of it were interesting. And the rest of it is just him walking around France being like, <laughs> like, Nobody enunciates in this goddamn movie. Nobody. Nobody says a fucking word. It's exhausting. Oh my God. Like, yeah, there are like good things and things to like about this movie. And I wouldn't be as hard on it if it wasn't a Roman Polanski movie. That's just yeah. the truth of it. But alas, he's in so much of it. Um, also, like, I feel like we've been getting a lot of like, co- like cool hour and a half movies. 
and I opened I pirated this movie and I'm not sorry. No, you <laughs> Can I get have. in trouble for that? Um, you wouldn't download a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you, Riley. I already have. And I pull it out of the computer. Um, but I wrote, this movie is two hours. It has, it's two hours and five minutes. And it somehow yeah. took me like 46 hours to watch it. I, it took me like 11 years. It was ridiculous. Like, if this is your favorite movie, I have a question. Why? My question is, have you watched other movies? Yeah, have you seen another movie There's so ever? many of them. You could watch The Lost Boys. <laughs> Literally, you could actually do. I feel like this was giving, like, sucky version of Last Night in Soho also. And I understand that it came out first. No, you're so right. I w- do you know what I mean? Yeah. I want to point out that somebody in this movie is named Joe Van Fleet. Did you notice I- that? <laughs> I really did notice the Van Fleet of it all. And also, somebody's credited as just Rufus. I think it must that be the has dog. To be the dog, because I was really right? excited about that. <laughs> I just, but I got so excited about Joe Van Fleet. I just wrote Joe Van Fleet. I was like, does he know Gretna? <laughs> literally, no, literally though. Oh no, Rufus straight up is just a man. Rufus is just a man. Rufus is just a man. He's the he's the uh, the guy who's like, I never told her I loved her. I don't remember that happening in the tenant. <laughs> you don't. No. Oh my god. Um, we'll get there. Oh, hey, we'll oh, get there. Oh, Bader, Bader, Bader. What was? Yeah, that? I was calling him like Vaden or some Batter. shit. I don't care. Bader, Bader. I guess we could start. Yeah, there's like so we like see the credits and we just like see a lady peeking through a window. Yep. Or maybe it's Rowan Polanski, but then it's a lady. I don't fucking know. The first event that transpires is there's a stinky, ugly rat man looking to rent an apartment. <laughs> and there's a dog. The dog starts barking at him, like, really aggressively. And I was like, dogs always fucking know, baby. Dogs fucking, I know, that's right. That dog snapped at Roland Polanski. Yeah. But yeah, he's trying to rent an apartment, and he's, like, mumbling a bunch of shit. And he's, like, talking to the concierge of the apartment, and she, like, kind of takes offense that he's asking her to show him around the apartment. Apparently, that's, like, not part of her job description, uh, but she mm. begrudgingly does it anyway. Oh, and they go up this big spiral staircase. My note says shallow grave. Does your note say yes, shallow yes, grave? Yes, <laughs> I was thinking about, like, the it's very scary to live in an apartment cinematic universe. That's, like, Roman Polanski's fucking obsession. That's, like, this is part of his, like, apartment trilogy. That's, like, this and Rosemary's Baby and something else. Oh, that's apartment scary? Yeah, it's, like, y- your apartment and your neighbors are scary. That's nuts. I didn't know that. We're gonna watch a lot of those. Yeah. This one, Carter's Wad. Just live- having neighbors living with people is scary. And then, like, he, like, she comes right out with it. She's like, yeah, some lady threw herself out of a window. Come look. And then she, like, laughs. Yeah. She's like, she jumped out the window. Ha, 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 ha. LOL. <laughs> These people are fucking insane. Like, like, oh, she's not dead yet, but she's not getting better. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, because he's like, if she gets better, isn't she just going to move back in? She's like, I wouldn't worry about that. And I'm like, okay. So then he goes to talk to the old man that owns the building. Monsieur Z? Zy? Yeah, what the fuck? It's spelled Z-Y, but they call him Mr. Z. Mr. I'm so, Z. I'm so sure. Maybe that's like a f- fancy French name. Was- I don't know. Oh, and here's something that really bothered me about this apartment. Yes. The toilet isn't in the unit. Yeah, what is the purpose of that? Is that a thing in Paris? Like, is that something I guess that happens so. abroad? Like, your bathroom isn't in your apartment and you have to share it with everybody? Well, like, he says something about it. No, yeah, it's crazy. He's like, what if I get sick and I have to pee in the middle of the night? And they're like, 
fuck you for even asking that. <laughs> That's where like a lot of this movie is, is Roman Polanski asking a question <laughs> and everyone going, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Literally. But so he talks to the old man, Monsieur Z, who owns the building and the guy's kind of like, like being rude to him and being like, I don't like you, whatever. Well, he doesn't say, because then like, he's like, you're a bachelor, huh? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, don't bring women over. And he's like, I won't. And then he's like, I like you. You can have the apartment. And I'm like, why? He's really just like, you can have this apartment as long as you don't fucking do anything. Like, as long as, like, are you married? Do you have kids? Kids are loud. Oh, you're not married? Okay, you're going to have girls over. Girls are loud. Like, don't make any fucking noise ever. Never bother anyone and go pee yeah. in the hallway. I hate it here. Um. Oh, and then he's like, and it's that same thing where he's like, you need to pay me 5,000 francs to move in. And he's like, I do not have 5,000 francs. Which and he's is like, insane because the monthly rent is 600 francs and he yeah. wants 5,000 up front. That's crazy. Yeah, fucking absolutely bonkers. But apparently it's, like, impossible to get an apartment in Paris. That's what really bothers me is, like, we don't know why he needs an apartment so bad. Like, presumably he's already living somewhere. Why doesn't he just stay there? It's weird. Like, there's no, like... I don't know. We don't see him like go through a breakup or like get fired or like have to like yeah. move for some reason. Like we don't know like why. run from the law because he's a serial rapist. Yeah. Um, sorry. Uh, no, but it, yeah, it's odd. Um, but he's like, I have 4,000 francs in cash. Wouldn't you rather have cash than a check? And he's like, no. And he's like, but I don't have that. And he's like, okay. So he lets him rent the apartment for like whatever reason. So he gets the apartment and then does the most batshit insane thing ever. I don't know why he does anything he does. Literally, and like everything he does makes no sense to me. This character has no personality. He has no personality, no motivation. He's just walking around. Like he just exists. Which like, yeah, people do, but like that's boring to make a movie about. And the thing is, like, you can make an interesting story about, like, like I love American Gods. And in my opinion, part of the whole bit with American Gods is that Shadow is, like, literally the shadow of a person. Like, it's not actually kind of not subtle, that's like, <laughs> you know? I always reference Eighth Grade because one of my favorite movies of all time. And that's a movie about nothing. It's just, like, a girl walking around and, like, living her life for two weeks. But it's one of the most, like, amazing, compelling movies I've ever seen. Yeah. It's like, you can't make a movie about someone who doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. But this guy just, like, has no, like, it's like he throws, like, a like a dart at a wall, and it, like, lands on go drink, and it's like, okay, I'll go drink, and then it's like, that's what I'll do today. <laughs> yeah, literally. And then, like, every once in a while, he has, like, some little savior moment where he's like, I don't hate disabled people. And then, like, the mother of a disabled child is like, you're a good man, and you're amazing, and I can see it in your eyes. And I'm like, uh, okay. But yeah, so the insane thing that he does is that he goes to visit the previous tenant in the hospital. Why? Literally, literally for what? He goes to visit her. He's talking to the nurse in the hospital and she very pointedly is like, yeah, she just came out of a coma. So don't try to talk to her, but you can like go over there and look at her. She's waking up. And I'm like, what kind of interaction is this? Yeah. Like, imagine waking up from a coma and there's a stranger standing over your bed. Like, what the fuck? Literally, like... Well... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But basically, so then... So he's there for... And he has, like, 500 oranges in the smallest paper bag I've ever seen. baguette, right? Probably. There's several instances of men just, like, holding large baguettes in this movie. (laughs) Like, to let... Because they have to let you know they're in France somehow because everyone in this movie is so fucking American. To let you know we're in France, everyone's wielding a baguette at all times and they're always showing us the Eiffel Tower. Like, I understand if you're making a movie for American audiences, but, like, nobody has a French accent except him. 
Yeah. Literally everybody is so fucking like, um, like American cheese American. And like it's, it's all dubbed. I mean, I can't even tell (laughs) how many characters are dubbed because sometimes the lip sync matches the line and sometimes sometimes it it really doesn't, but it's for like the same characters. It's a perplexing film. But so basically this woman shows up and she's like very like she's like very like disheveled sexy, which I hate. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like scrappy and weird and her makeup's running and like it's like her titties are falling out. Not actually, but like (laughs) that's the vibe, you know? She's got huge lips and huge glasses and big frizzy curly hair. Yeah, but she's so hot. She's gorgeous. She shows up. She's like, I'm Stella. Are you a friend of hers? And Roman Polanski lies and says, kind of. (laughs) He's like, I don't know her very well, but you know. And she's not listening to him, so it doesn't matter what he says. Yeah, and she's like... Uh, Simone, like Simone, like, cause she, cause the eye is open. Like she wakes up. Oh yeah. And Simone's body on the bed is like covered in bandages, head to yeah. toe. Full body cast. All we can see is her mouth, which is missing one tooth and one eye. Yeah. And the rest of her is in a full body cast. It's a lot. It's, and she's like, oh, Simone, like it's me. Do you remember who I am? It's me, Stella. Do you, don't you recognize me? And Simone lets out the most blood curdling scream. Whoa. I'm like laughing because it was so bone chilling. It was so it was horrendous. She like roars. It's like a scream I could never mimic in my life. It was so upsetting to hear. Like, like it's I can't. It's so fucking loud, and she just keeps it's, screaming and doesn't. Yeah. Stop. Oh my god. Oh my god. I don't know if this happens before or after the scream. Yeah, no, it's after the scream. And also, like, she immediately, like, she wakes up from, uh, apparently this is the first time she's woken up from, like, being in a coma. Uh And then Stella's immediately like, do you know who I am? (laughs) Girl. So frantic. Like, Stella, it's not about you right now. No, literally, though. (laughs) Exactly. later, she's like, did you see how she didn't recognize me? That was so disturbing. And I'm like, Stella, please, please focus. (laughs) Yeah. Also, like, have you considered that there's also a strange man juggling oranges next to her bed? <laughs> Ridiculous. But Stella, like, goes to the nurse. And she's like, is there any hope of saving her? And the nurse is like, I don't know. Maybe. Get out of here. <laughs> she's like, bitch, we're trying. And she's like, she's like, she might die. I don't fucking know. Get like- out. <laughs> They are unceremoniously removed from the hospital. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> I am asked to leave the Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> What's the thing? Like, dick out. I am removed from the... Or I'm, I'm asked to leave the Olive Garden, isn't it? It's like I'm forcibly removed I am forcibly removed, removed. From the Olive Garden. <laughs> All right. So, Riley, what's your first instinct when you meet someone um, who is is recently been upset by their uh, comatose friends screaming at them. I say, let's go get a drink. Which, like, I guess I, I guess if this was not a Roman Polanski movie, I wouldn't be so angry about that. But I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's like, hey, you can't be so sad about this. Yeah. Come get a drink with me. It's weird. Yeah, he's like, you can't give in to your grief. Meanwhile, nothing's happened yet. N- nothing's happened yet. He's so ready for her to die. He wants that apartment so bad. Literally, exactly. I wrote that down at some point. Also, though, they sit down and he like 
he like does this thing that is so creepy to me of like he wants to drink alcohol but he like won't do it unless she's doing it literally i wrote down that he orders a drink in the most confusing way possible yeah he's like i'll have a coffee no and then he's like no actually we should drink what are you having and she's like i'll have a whatever and he's like i'll have a martini and he's like um, um, a martini like he can't talk it's horrible like i i it, it's just odd like it seems like he's trying to do naturalistic acting but it doesn't scan to me but it's like they get a drink they talk they hang out and then correct me if i'm wrong but he goes to the bathroom to jack off Am I oh, wrong? Oh, shit. Maybe. No, because what I have written down is that he's like, because he's like, I have to take a phone call. And yeah. then he goes to the bathroom. And I'm like, just say you need to use the bathroom. That's why in my mind, I was like, he has to be jerking off in there. Otherwise, he would just say he had to go to the bathroom, right? That's so weird. Wait. I could be wrong. No. Well, the thing is, because like one of the next things that happens is that they go to a movie theater and like fucking they fondle each other yeah it's so gross and i hate it very publicly but before they go to the movies they like chit chat and like they have this annoying conversation about suicide which i really hate yeah because like trigger warning i mean i guess too late for that we talk about a woman throwing herself out a window but like he's like suicide is beyond my comprehension like i have nothing against it and i'm like don't go down this path what I think was happening here is that he's trying to not like, cause like, you know how like the Catholic church sometimes will be like suicide is a sin. Yeah. Like shit like that. He's like, I don't get it. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Not that it's a bad thing. You know, I don't know. It was, it's a weird, weird series of things to say. Yeah. Like I don't appreciate it yeah. at all. Wait. And then there's a line where Stella says like, well, you know, Simone didn't like men. Yeah. Implying that she was a lesbian question mark. Unclear. Yeah, like she had no interest in men. I I also wrote lesbian question mark. And then I wrote bro, what is had this is when I texted you. I was like, I don't understand what's going on in this movie. As he's like continuing to pretend that he knew her. Yeah, I guess so. And he's like, "Oh yeah, I know." And it's like, "You just said you didn't know her that well." Right. Like and then he's like, "Oh, she was so dramatic or something." And I'm like, "What's wrong with you?" Like, oh, and that's when Stella's like, "Did you notice she didn't even recognize me? It's a tragedy." And I'm like, Stella, is that the tragedy that's going on here? Yeah, literally. Your friend jumped out of a window and you're like, she didn't recognize me. That's the sad part. It's so fucking stupid. I hate it. Also, then like they leave the cafe and like a man asks him for money and he gives the guy some money. And Stella's like, I hate tramps. Like, I don't know what the purpose of that was. Maybe just like have him feel emasculated in front of her or something. Because he got swindled by a street artist. It's fucking so stupid. It's pointless. It's unnecessary. Yeah. It's just like a lot of weird, like alienating garbage. Yeah. And then they go see a Bruce Lee movie and absolutely just like fully touch each other. And I hate it so much. And like full view of the other patrons. Yeah. There's like a guy who notices and like looks uncomfortable and that's kind of played for laughs when it happens. Like he sees them again outside. Like. Uh, So the next day or something, he calls the hospital and finds out that happily for him simone has died he's like oh great time to move in yeah he's like is that bitch living in my apartment dead yet yeah oh sick thanks like Like, moves all his shit and he's dancing around to music and like yeah i wish moving was this easy this motherfucker has like two suitcases he's like putting like a cup away and i'm like who helped you move in here where's the truck like yeah it's so fucking stupid it's hard 
Um, also, like, he's unpacking for, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. Is it just me? It takes forever. And it's literally just him, like, flouncing around the apartment doing absolutely fucking nothing. <laughs> That's My next note just says, no offense, but this apartment is kind of a shithole. Oh, it's disgusting. It's, like, gross. Like, there's exposed it's horrible. pipes everywhere. And she's like, mildew city. Like, I hate it. Uh, it's so gross. The sink is really loud, which made me laugh because my sink is really loud. <laughs> Aww. But only when uh, he runs the water. And my sink is just loud anytime <laughs> it rains or, like, sometimes for no reason at all. Just because. And um, we also see that, obviously, because, like, she died and presumably no one moved her stuff out. Like, her clothes have been left behind, which they want to highlight. Yeah, there's, like, one dress that he, like, really takes a minute to look at that I thought was a robe until much later. Yep. Which, like, doesn't matter, but I was just like, oh, the robe. And then I was like, oh, what the fuck? We also see that from, like, one of the main windows in the apartment, you can see into the bathroom. Design flaw. And he just kind of, yeah, he just kind of watches a guy whip his dick out to pee, I think. Surely, like, there should be a curtain in the bathroom, no? Yeah, right? <laughs> Like, it's it's funny, too, because it almost looks like there's, like, a border, but you can see so clearly right yeah, in. Yeah, it's like a picture frame. I'm like, do that to the rest of the window. Yeah. Make it so you can't, like, my bathroom window is, like, funky fresh, so you can't see into Mine it. Mine, too. And, like, we're on the third yeah, floor. Like, no one can see in. Like, that's what you do to bathroom window. I... Yeah. Nope, you're right. This is the worst apartment building in the world. It, it sucks here. Why does he want to live here so bad? I guess because it's only one available. Whatever. But right. But like we don't like. Could you establish a housing crisis? Maybe they're just like it's hard to get an apartment nowadays. And I'm like, okay, I guess so. What was the urgency for the move? So then he goes to the cafe across the street. Oh yeah, and he gets there, and the cafe owner is really trying to push Simone's usual drink and cigarette order on him. Like he orders what yeah. he wants, and he's like, "Oh, Simone, who lived in your apartment, she would always get hot chocolate or whatever, and Marlboros. Don't you want? I can't say Marlboro. Marlboro. No, it's Mar Marlboro. It's, Marlboros. it's weird. <laughs> well, they don't have his other brand, which is some other unpronounceable name. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so they give him the Marlboros, and he's like, "Whatever, fine." So what's the next psychotic thing that Trelovsky, Trelko what's this man's name? Trelkovsky? Trelkovsky. Tchaikovsky. This is the real life of um, famous <laughs> composer. What's his not Tchaikovsky? first name, Tchaikovsky. I'm a fucking music teacher and I don't know that shit. Hold on. Guys, <laughs> I knew she was going to do it. I knew it was going to happen. Riley flashed me again. <laughs> I like tattling on you about it. <laughs> it it's funny because like you kind of have to because otherwise just us going. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> okay. So um, the next fucking thing this fucking guy does. He goes to Simone's fucking funeral. Like go home. Literally, Get a job. Stay away from her. Literally don't be there. But also this is the worst priest ever. He sucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the scariest church I've ever seen. I hate it here. The priest is like, a woman died, and if you have sex, you should be shot in the face. Like, It's really giving um, Connor Roy at Mo Lester's funeral when he didn't want to say anything positive about him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> So he yeah, just yeah. said facts. <laughs> like, he was a man, and now he's dead. His wife is now sad. Now his wife is sad. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, he's like yearning only for carnal satisfaction. Blah, 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 blah. Like it's insane. And then also he just like tries to light a cigarette in a church, but then the priest yells again and he gets scared. Yeah, so he leaves the ceremony. Um, so he gets home from the funeral and like presumably some time passes and then he hangs out with like his sinful friends. Yeah. They're like these loud American jackasses. They all come over for a housewarming party and they're the worst friends imaginable. Like, they suck so bad. They just show up and they're like, ah! They're so fucking loud. They're moving all this furniture around. Yeah. They, like, maybe bring a sex worker, which is fine. But, like, it's just, like, they're like, uh. Like, I don't think they do. I think it's one of their friends and they call her a sex worker because they think it's funny. It, I couldn't. I thought she was one of the friend's fiancés. But then she was, like, oh, probably across Robin Polanski's lap. I don't know what was going yeah, on. Yeah, at one point he's standing around and she walks up to him and, like, puts his, like, puts her boobs directly around his arm yeah like she like taps him on the arm with her boobs everyone's just fucking weird and i hate them i'm like how does he have so many fucking friends yeah there's so many people in this apartment like where does he know them from work all he does is be in the apartment and like stalk simone like they're presumably his work friends but like who makes like 20 friends at work am i just unpleasant to be around yeah and they're like talking about sex and being like weird and like crass and then like all of a sudden they start talking about women's lib and one of the one of the women is like don't bring women's lib into this and he's like looking at those militants is enough to make you queer and i was like yeah it is motherfucker it absolutely is and that's what happens oh and then one woman is like saying mean things about sex work which is like i wasn't sure if that woman was a sex worker because oh my god don't say that in front of a sex worker also fuck you don't say that but like I quite frankly was not listening to this conversation. I don't know what was said. Because the thing is, it's so badly dubbed. It's literally just people being like, hey, have you heard of America? (laughs) Sex is a bad thing, but also sex. Like, it's so stupid. And mercifully, this conversation is cut off by someone knocking at the door. Yeah, and they immediately fall dead silent. The second someone knocks on the door, I'm like, where was that a million years ago? Would have loved some of that sooner. Uh, but Roman Polanski answers, and it's one of his neighbors, and he's like, you're being fucking loud. Can you quiet down? <laughs> and Roman Polanski's like, oh, it's only 1 a.m. And I'm like, one the guy's like, it's after 1 a.m. And he's like, but it's Saturday. And I'm like, yeah, shut up. It's like, like, like yeah, like you should be able to like hang out and talk in your own apartment. But like if your neighbor asks you to be quiet and it's late at night, yeah, like you might as well shut quiet up. down. And also, like, they're not talking. They're screaming. They're being really loud, yeah. Like, it's out of control how loud. Which is, like, why did they, like, if we're trying, I guess to, like, ease us into the neighbors being crazy. But it's, like, if we're trying to establish that the neighbors are crazy, why, pray tell, are they right? We're only (laughs) establishing that his friends suck. Because then the guy leaves and they're like, let's be louder. And he's like, no, please be quiet. I don't want to get kicked out of my apartment. Yeah, and then, like, we're going to put scorpions in the walls. Like... Oh, yeah, and then he, like, kicks his friends out, basically, and asks them to leave. And they, they're they so obnoxious. They're so immature. They're, like, screaming as they're leaving, like, oh, have a good night. And it's so obnoxious. It's so, they like, the way they, like, they take, like, several moments to be, like, or we could do this prank, or we could fill all their pillowcases with dirt, or we could put, like, glue on the floor. Like, it's I so stupid. Them. I really hate them. And then he's, like, cleaning up his apartment, sadly. And, like, he picks up a table that has, a, like, an overturned empty wine bottle, which falls and shatters on the floor. And I'm like, what did you think was going to happen if you did that? Yeah. 
the dumbest thing for me to be angry about, but it pissed me off so bad because then he's like, oh, noise. My neighbors are going to be so mad. And I'm like, so why didn't you take it off the table before you moved it, you fucking idiot? So then he just dejectedly goes to bed. Yeah. I wrote, wouldn't it be so crazy if something happened in this movie? <laughs> it would be pretty crazy because they're like, wow, he's in an apartment. Isn't that scary? <laughs> Literally, like he falls asleep and then like he steps on like some deli meat on the floor. He wakes up to a fucking mess and I hate it's- it's so disgusting so much there's like, so much shit on the ground and then like he goes to work i guess i didn't write a single goddamn thing down about that scene because i couldn't be bothered the only thing is like they're talking they're like someone read the newspaper and the dubbing is insane again and the guys are all being weird and like homophobic probably and <laughs> this they're like some guy got murdered because he was drunk and singing opera at three in the morning and somebody like whipped out a gun and shot them so, like, apparently it's very bad to be a person in an apartment in France. Don't make oh, any well, fucking noise. Yeah, it's a bad place to be belligerently drunk in the wee hours of the morning. Apparently. Like, but where else am I supposed to be belligerently drunk? Not at home? I wrote night again. Well, guess it's time to move my furniture. Because then he just goes home. <laughs> Why does he only move his furniture at night? His neighbors are already pissed off. Like, do it during the daytime. Yeah, you fucking jackass. Like, I get that you have a job, but surely, like, you aren't there for all Wake the up early, daytime like, hours, you know? Yeah, it's insane. Like, Do it, like, first thing when you get home. Move your fucking furniture. Yeah, and so then, like, someone else is in the bathroom, either watching him or staring off into space. Yeah. Um, And then... Yeah. <laughs> um, Riley just kind of dejectedly shrugged, <laughs> yeah. um, which is the only re- reaction you can really have to this next thing. So he moves the armoire and there's like a little hole in the wall. With like a cotton ball stuffed in it. Yeah. And he like pulls out the cotton ball and he like holds up a lighter and tries to see inside and he can't do that. So he just sticks his finger in. He fingers that hole. <laughs> <laughs> like also maybe don't. There could be wires in there, idiot. Maybe just leave it. Yeah, know. like just fucking uh, yeah, fill I'd it in. I leave it. But he jams his little finger in there and he pulls out a human tooth that has clearly been extracted. It has the root still. Literally he like takes it out, he looks at it, he's like, "Oh, yuck." Okay, and then like moves on. Puts it back. He like puts it back. Yeah. Like throw it in the garbage. Why are you putting the tooth back in the wall, you lunatic? I just I I dejectedly shrug. That's all I got. Yeah, it's like so odd. And and then like Ooh, spooky. Yeah, oh, tooth. Like grow up. We all got <laughs> teeth in the walls. <laughs> well, that's the thing too cuz later Stella's like, "Why are you being so weird?" Dude, people do that all the time. They put baby teeth in walls, and I'm like, maybe I'm not French enough to know about this. <laughs> Literally. And then he's, like, rifling through her stuff, and he, like, very slowly lifts up, like, a bra and some pantyhose and, like, looks at them, and it's like, yeah, so crazy. It's very like that John Mulaney Cirque du Soleil bit where he's like, whoa, la bois! <laughs> <laughs> man in France being shocked at seeing a bra. Yeah. Okay, and then... Um, oh, I was like, I would love it if he would turn on some fucking lights. Why does he never turn a light <laughs> Literally. on? Um, and I realized about halfway through, like, the lights are always, go- like, turning off in the hallway. And I realized that's because I think they're on timers. Oh. Um, like, to preserve um, electricity. electricity, which is a European thing, I'm pretty sure. But it also makes um, it spooky. It does. Super spooky scary. So he's, like, fiddling with her bra... And then I, there's a knock at the door and it's this woman and her child in great distress. And she's like, 
they filed a noise complaint against me. Why is she there just to tell him? She asks if he did it because she thinks yes. he filed the noise complaint. I think it's filed under his name, right? Yeah, or someone told her that he did it or something. Yeah. Um, and she's like, please understand, like, I'm not trying to make a ruckus, like, and he's like, no, I didn't do anything, like, I didn't, you didn't make any noise. And she's like, I know, it's that horrible woman, she hates my daughter because my daughter is disabled, and then she, like, lifts up her daughter's skirt and she's, like, wearing a leg brace. Yeah. Uh, like, I feel like this plot is there exclusively to make him seem like a good person. Yeah, so it's like... She trapped us in our apartment and wouldn't oh, let yeah, us Oh, yeah, with a leave. broom. And she keeps us up all night making noise. I'm like, what is it with these goddamn people and fucking noise? It's so weird. Um, Because she's like, the girl is disabled. I'm like, you mean your daughter, you lunatic? It's just a really weird interaction because then he's like, oh, yeah. I assure you, they can't kick you out for making noise. And I'm like, yeah, they can. Yeah. Like, literally, why are you saying that? They, they're trying to kick you out for making noise. That's the thing that happens. It's so dumb. But he's like, yeah, I didn't report you. It's really fucked up that they're reporting you. And she's like, yeah, I know, right? Okay, bye. Like, And then he's talking to his friends again. Yeah, they're having lunch. Yeah, they're having lunch. And they're like, you still having like problems? And he's like, yeah, they think I'm making noise. And people think I'm filing noise complaints. And it's just all about the fucking noise. And they're like, oh, we should prank your apartment. He's like, uh, we've gone over this. <laughs> He's also like, like, oh, are your neighbors being weird? And he goes, well, sometimes I see people standing dead still in the bathroom for (laughs) hours unmoving. And I'm like, what in the paranormal activity? (laughs) And his buddies are like, oh, they must be jerking off in there. And then the other one's like, he said they're standing still. You can't jerk off while you're standing still. And like that takes up a whole bit of the conversation. I hate these friends so much. And so, like, the worst one, like, the most obnoxious one, yeah. like, when the people come to be like, please, oh, my God, it's so late. Can you guys stop screaming? He's like, who is this asshole? And I'm like, this is not your building. He's giving, like, Biff from Back to the Future. Literally. And then he's like, well, I think you should be so loud. And he's like, I don't think I should, though. And he's like, no, let's test it out at my apartment. I hate this scene. I hate this it's scene. It's so dumb. So he goes to his stupid friend's house where his friend, like, just starts blasting records. Like, some, like, marching band. Like a military march, yeah. Blasting his records, like, so loud. Like, it's uncomfortable for them, like, sitting in the room listening to it. And one of his neighbors knocks on the door and, like, very nicely asks him to turn it down. He's like, my wife isn't feeling well. She's trying to sleep. Could you please turn it down? And this fucking friend is like, it's not my problem. Your wife is sick. I want to listen to my records. What if I'm hard of hearing and I need it to be this loud? I can do what I want. But like, it's literally like the excuse people will use now to be like, oh, everything's so PC all the time. Right. Like, I, I like, I can't think of an example, but when people are like, well, like, what if I don't want to like respect trans people because that's how I feel. And it's like. Or it's like people are like, well, then I identify as a mushroom. Yeah, that bullshit. Yeah. Even be like, well, what if I was actually hard of hearing? What if I was part of the deaf community? Like, you should shut the fuck up forever. Like, in 1976. Yeah. And we're still doing bullshit like this. I'm getting heated, guys. <laughs> he's like, and then he's also, he's like, fuck your sick wife. And also, I know the police. It's just, it's so, uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, then that's it. He's like, see, you could do this, too. Why are we doing anything in this movie? 
it's literally it's like they were like oh shit we haven't done anything in this movie we gotta make some things happen it's like or make the movie shorter i dare you yeah literally please it doesn't have to be this long and then he goes home and there's another fucking person standing in the bathroom staring into space yeah it's just like creepy apartment nighttime part 600 or something my notes say more bathroom standing this whole movie is like rat bastard Roman Polanski, like blindly stumbling around in his apartment with no <laughs> lights on. So then someone is at his door. Uh, he's here to see Simone. So Roman Polanski is like, oh, I got to break the news to this guy. So he invites him in and like not super gently tells him that Simone is dead and he does yeah. not take it well. No, he kind of freaks out. And so what is... Roman Polanski do he does what he does best and says don't experience grief just get drunk yeah I'm not saying you can't have a drink when you're grieving like whatever but it's just like every time I just like I guess for this time because like this man is loudly sobbing in his apartment in the middle of the night and he's gotten like a hundred noise complaints so he's like we can't be in here let's go to the cafe and get drunk that is true um I also wonder if, are they like, try, like not for nothing, are they trying to establish him as having a drinking problem? Maybe. Um, he does drink a lot in this movie. He drinks a lot. And like, I also like, as much as I'm like, oh, the end of this is cool. I don't understand why, you know? Me as well. Exactly like, my issue. I don't know why he does what he does at the end of this movie. Yeah. Like, so what is the truth? I don't get you know? it at fucking all. Like, because, like, the whole thing of, like, oh, actually, like, it's, like, plot twisty at the end. But then, like, so has everything we've been seeing not been quite right? Which, like, I think is the point. So, whatever. I don't. (laughs) So they go drink. And, like, they're at the cafe drinking. And then they have to go to another bar. But they're talking about, like, like, she really liked the Egyptian section. She was an Egyptologist was her occupation, which I don't know what that is means precisely i presume the study of egypt the study of ancient egyptian history language literature religion architecture and art i thought she was just a fan that makes more sense and like he has found a couple of like paintings of pharaohs in her apartment and stuff so it's like okay yeah um and this guy i thought for a sec i wasn't sure if he was supposed to be like a stalker i don't think that's true i don't really know but his whole deal is that he was in love with her and he was coming to her apartment tonight to tell her that he was in love with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but now she is dead and he's very sad. So they go to another bar club place and these two very drunk men show up and they're like, we're going to buy everybody around except Vidar or whatever his fucking name is. Now, it was a really quick scene, so I may be mistaken. But to me, it looked like a very drunk man and his very drunk, very young companion. Was I wrong? It looked like a guy and like some fucking kid, and they were like drunk together. Yeah, I I couldn't tell you. I was not paying close enough attention. But yeah, basically, like everyone gets around on me except for that guy. (laughs) Yeah, like like, the crying, sad Bedar, whatever his name is. Oh my god, my notes literally say Bedar or whatever his name is. That's crazy. Um, but so he's like, oh, don't be sad. They're drunk, and then they leave, and then like. They're standing there and Badar is like, you saved my life. And then proceeds to almost like pitch directly down the stairs into the metro. Yeah, He just like stumbles his way into the subway and Roman Polanski's like, he is probably going to get home fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm leave. like, dude, that man's going to die. He's going to fall into the tracks. Have you seen you on Netflix? <laughs> yeah. So this guy goes off to his death, maybe. 
He must be back in the cafe again because my next note is just they're really pushing the hot chocolate on him. Yeah, he gets another hot chocolate and Marlboro's again. I think he starts asking for him. Oh no, you know what it is? It's uh he he like takes them without complaint this time because yeah. they just get it ready for him. And he lights one up and the fire goes really high. <laughs> does it? It does. It's so big. It's crazy. And then he goes home and his apartment was ransacked. Yeah, he's so upset about it. So he's marching out to tell the police. He's intercepted by his landlord, Mr. Z, who's like, no, don't go to the police. You're not French, so they'll be suspicious of you. Which is like, not the first, like the most direct uh, reference to like a really heavy handed message of like, yeah, people don't like him because he's different. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow. Shocker. Which like is totally true. Like, yeah, don't get me wrong. yeah. That's a, such a real thing. But the way it's used in this movie is kind of like, okay. And no, it's very ham fisted. Yeah. And like his, him being like his difference is not like, that's like why it's weird that he's the only one with like a French accent. Like I know he's like French and Polish in real life. But his accent sounds very French and everyone else sounds very American. So, like, why is it said in France, you know? Like, to establish him as different when... And also, like, the thing that makes him different is that he's, like, not a loud maniac. And I'm like, that's, like, normal. But he's like, no, no, don't you worry about it. I'll go talk to the head of police. We're friends. Like, we'll sort this out. Yeah. Um, And also, he's like, oh, that wasn't you making all that fucking noise? And he's like, no, dude, my apartment got robbed. And he's like, oh, crazy. He's like, oh, well, you know, the previous tenant used to wear slippers after 10 p.m. You should try wearing slippers. Yeah. But also, it's like so I thought it was going to be so much bigger by now. Right. Because we're an hour and a half into the movie, and this is the second time anyone's ever tried to make him do anything like the other tenant. That's like, like the Simone. plot synopsis. Like the, the little yeah. word, if you Google this movie, is like his neighbors try to turn him into the previous tenant. And we're like an hour into the movie, and this guy's like, maybe wear some slippers. And that's as crazy yeah. as it's got. Like, like, yeah, like the cafe guy's like, hey, you want to have some fucking hot chocolate? Like, that's it. It's like, hey, maybe like advice and don't drink coffee. I guess it must be working because now he's out and about and he's asking for Mar- Marlboros. <laughs> yeah. I just get like mush mouth when I try to say it. No, you kind of got to throw the L. I I go Marlboros. Like- he's asking for Marlboros. <laughs> like, my brain stops working when I try to say that. No, that's very fair. No, it's weird. It, it's like not a thing that should be like that. You he's know, asking for Marlboros instead of his go. normal cigarettes. Um, <laughs> got him um and so as he's doing that he sees stella like out with some friends through the window of um like a cafe and then he goes in to see her and like pretends he's just walking in he's like you know? oh stella it's so annoying and then it's and then she's like come sit down and then he's like may i join you and she's like of course and it's like why why cut some lines are you joking like two people wrote the script <laughs> So they're all sitting there and they're all reminiscing about Simone and he's like still pretending that he knows her at all. But also they're like, oh, like Simone. And he's like, who? <laughs> yeah, Dude, what are you like, talking about? Way to fucking blow it, you jackass. And he's like, oh, that's Simone. Yeah. Like, oh, great. Like, that's literally how he knows Stella. I don't know why he would be confused about who uh, yeah. Simone is. Literally. Whatever. Yeah, they're talking about her, and then Stella's like, remember when we saw her in the hospital and she screamed so bad? She was looking right at you, actually. Wasn't that weird? But in typical fashion, 
they go somewhere else to keep drinking. Yeah, they go to like one of the friend's house because he's like, I have some stuff that was left behind by Simone. Let's go through it. And they're playing records loudly and being drunk. Yeah, and he's like, this <laughs> seems great. I, like, do you have any empty units in this apartment? How much are you paying in rent? Like, what are the neighbors like? Anybody I could push out a window, perhaps? Yeah, for real. Literally, I was waiting for it because he's like, your apartment's way nicer than the shithole I'm living in. Some crazy bitch jumped out the window. I mean. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, th- that's the thing because then Stella wants to go back to his place with him. But obviously, he can't do that because he lives in her dead best friend's apartment. But, like, he also reacts in the most stupid way because she's like, can we go to your place? And he's like, uh, uh, I just painted the walls. And she's like, well, that's fine. Like, we can still hang out and fuck. (laughs) He's like, and my uncle is here. Your excuse is built in. Be like, my neighbors have been acting really weird lately and I don't want to make any noise and bother them. So I And, like, he's also not allowed to have woman guests. Yeah, just say, like, literally I can't. It's in my lease that I can't have women over. Like, that's it. But instead, he's like, um, I'm painting my uncle. Sorry. Like, I can't. Like, it's so stupid. So they go back to her apartment to continue drinking straight liquor, as they do for much of the film. And he gets too drunk to have sex. Oh, and this is when he's like, I found a tooth in a hole in my wall. And Stella (laughs) goes, a tooth in a hole? So? it's so funny no but then he's like teeth actually are our personality he hits us with a tooth is a part of ourselves isn't it our personality and then he hits us with at what precise moment does an individual stop being who he thinks he is uh and then he drunkenly falls asleep and it's like that like that only sounds deep because you're drunk right that's one of those things that you say and you're like yeah (laughs) like oh dude like me and we were recording the duel episode and i was like it is so undignified to be alive man no you were right about that one (laughs) it is we gotta shit and cry and bleed and stuff that's insane speaking of they go to bed and he wakes up hungover as shit yeah he's not looking he throws up and it looks like he dunked his whole head in the toilet (laughs) he is so damp i also want it known that this was the point at which i broke my viewing up into two parts and this is where i began my second part and the entire time i was watching the second half of this movie there were tornado sirens going off in chicago (laughs) no you're (laughs) right my roommate's dog was so scared So there was just a lot going on while I was finishing this movie. Well, he leaves. He, like, gets dressed and leaves the apartment. And he gets home, and the concierge is like, here's your mail, slut. (laughs) And then she's like, Madame Diaz wants to talk to you. And he's like, who? And she goes, ah. And the scene ends. (laughs) Like, fuck this movie, dude. (laughs) It's so, like, we're introducing us, like, an important character right now. I know, like, this much notes left come on like, it's like an hour and 30 minutes in are you serious he um and oh god he like gets some of simone's mail and he's like this isn't for me but like whatever she doesn't give a shit and it's like badar's postcard oh yeah because he was talking about a postcard he wanted to send her he was like i found one with the most exquisite art and it's a photograph of a sarcophagus exquisite <laughs> like it's beautiful but like i the most exquisite art and it like not that photography is an art because it is but like yeah. but like it's like a it's like a getty images stock photo uh, yeah like it's a fucking museum postcard like she works yeah. at the museum she has seen the sarcophagi or whatever um but anyway it seems like he's really starting to lose himself um Boy, based howdy. on the fact that he immediately goes into the mirror and starts like stretching his face around 
This is where I started to get a bit nervous about the gender of it all and how yeah. this was going to be handled. Yeah, and it it's not as it's not as horrible as it could be, but it's, it's not, not great. I thought it would be a lot worse, but yeah, it's yeah, not but like it's still good. bad. It's still yeah. quite bad. So just as a warning, we're getting into that soon. Yeah, heads up for that. But Madame Diaz shows up at his door, and she's like, "Sign this petition." To get that disabled girl the fuck out of this apartment building, basically. basically. But he's like, why are you hating on her? Like, she's disabled. Sometimes her leg brace clacks around like it happens. That was really tasteless of me. Sometimes her leg brace. <laughs> but just like, you know, like sometimes she makes a little noise. Like, it's not her fault. And she's like, no, like that woman has a son. And he's always playing with toys or something. And I'm like, what? I'm just like, what point are we trying to make Literally. about gender? Like, what are we trying to do here? What are we trying to make? What are we trying to say about literally anything? About literally anything, yeah. But, like, for the rest of the movie, we seem very concerned with gender. And I'm like, what are we trying to say? What's What are we saying? Um. So he's like, I'm not going to sign this, like, ableist petition to get this woman out of the building. Like, I like her or whatever. Girl boss. Girl boss. Uh, but so Madame Diaz is like, you're not going to sign my petition. I always knew you were a piece of shit. Fuck you. I hate you. Which this is the first time we've seen this woman. <laughs> Literally. We just I, yeah. met her. She's like, you're so selfish. And I'm like, I, okay. Later that night or sometime, he goes out to go to the bathroom or whatever. And he thinks he sees Madame Diaz who like jumps out around the corner at him and starts choking him. Yeah. But then we see that nothing's happening. Right. He's like almost, cho- I mean, like obviously the idea is he's like holding the hands around, but it looks like he's choking himself. Right. So he, he takes this information and goes to the authorities and they're like, hey, we know you. You're loud at night and not French. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, basically. And meanwhile, the cop is talking with a cigarette in his mouth and he's like, rah, 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 rah. like <laughs> everyone is incomprehensible. The thing about I you're you are right he's not going to the bat. The, there's like a woman in the hallway that's not Madame Diaz and I'm wondering if it's supposed to have been Simone. It looks maybe. like she might just be like maybe a homeless person that's like taking shelter in the lobby or something. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But if it is Simone, that'd be crazy. <laughs> but I and I guess like they're just trying to show like get it he's isolated. And I'm like okay. Yeah, cool. yeah. Uh but then he comes home and now there's a petition about him. Yeah. Um and like I get that he's upset, but like the concierge is like outside and she's like, yeah, well you're being fucking loud. And then he like takes it and crumbles it up and like throws it on the ground while she's like sweeping. And I'm like, nice one. Okay. Great. That's I'm going to need some help with this next one. Cause my next note just says someone shit in the hallway. Question mark. Sorry. Tornado. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, so first of all, he just starts painting his nails. Like, it's an abrupt cut to him painting his nails. And it's like, okay, great. Like, go off. People but do like, that. you know, yeah, literally. But it's like, ooh. It's like, spooky. <laughs> what could have possessed this man to do this? Yeah. And it's like, it's a nice shade of red. Like, fuck you. It's a bit whorish. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. But so the, the mother of the disabled girl comes to his door and she's like, well, they got me, girl. <laughs> Um, <laughs> sorry. A girl boss too close to the sun. <laughs> but yeah, she's like, yeah, they filed a petition and like everybody signed it except you. So you're an angel. Good man. I love you. You're great. And then she's like, I pranked everyone so good. You're not going like, to believe this. Yeah. Like I thought she like, I, there's just like 
like gray green liquid in front of everyone's door and she's like they gave me the idea or something like some maybe bodily fluid or something yeah some discharge from the human body like she vomited on the ground or something i don't fucking know repeatedly in front of every door like how did she orchestrate this what happened i don't know man Nowhere in the Wikipedia plot synopsis is this no. moment addressed. <laughs> it's a mystery. But so she's like, ha, 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 I'm so smart. Thank you. Goodbye. And he's like, they're going to think I did it. And she's like, teehee. Because she's like, I did it to everyone except for you because you're a nice man. I'm like, so he's the only one without shit or bile or vomit or whatever that is in front of his door. Like, it looks incriminating. But so his solution, she literally like tiptoes dancingly out the hall. It's so funny. She's on cloud fucking nine. Also, like, where is her daughter? Who's to say? God knows. But he's like, I gotta, I gotta fix this. So he takes the postcard and, like, shovels up some of the whatever the fuck. The waste. Yeah, and puts it in front of his door. The biohazard. <laughs> Literally. Now he's got a fever. Yeah, now he's very sick. You're right. Um... And, like, just go to the hospital, man. You look like you're going to die. He's loud in French, Tara. He can't go anywhere. <laughs> he can't go to the hospital. Um, so as he mentioned at the beginning of this movie, he's like, what if I get sick and have to go to the bathroom? And that's exactly what's happening. Yeah, he, like, stumbles out of bed. Um, and he, like, barely makes it to the bathroom. Yeah. And there's like there's like a bunch of graffiti and shit carved into the wall and like like j- very like intricate drawings of titties. Oh, I thought it was like Egyptian hieroglyphs. There there are also hieroglyphs okay. for sure. I miss the um, titties. That's unlike me. I feel like there's I uh, maybe I'm crazy. I feel like there's like a pretty like anatomically like correct like body it. like you know like not just like haha boobs like look like somebody took some time. <laughs> that's what um, they're doing when they're in there for hours. Um but there are but that's like what well that's what they do while they're standing there like just out of frame. Right. They're like hammering their initials into the wall <laughs> like sculpting the female anatomy. That's hey, I'm wrong. No, it's not the female anatomy. Anybody can have a pair of juicy tits. tits. All right. Anyway, there's hieroglyphics. You're right. And while he's in the bathroom looking at the walls, he looks out the window and he sees himself in his apartment window. Like whipping out a little pair of binoculars, which he did earlier at some point during one of the people spottings. Which like begrudgingly, I was like, this is cool. That's a cool yeah, scare. I like that. Cool. Whatever. <laughs> so he's that's upsetting to him. And then he like stumbles back into his room and then he runs to the window and there's a mummy in there. Yeah, it's like maybe it's supposed to be Simone wrapped in yeah, bandages. It's so. a bandage wrapped figure. Cause I feel like she's missing that tooth. I feel like that's how they tell us. Yeah, that's how they tell us it's her, I guess. It's like it's like a really good nightmare sequence. I like it. It is. It's really smart. Oh, it's a nightmare. You're right. I mean, maybe it's not. That's the thing. Maybe it's not, but I feel like you're I feel like it's a nightmarish sequence. Oh, but then he like wakes up. And, like, at some point, they started repairing the glass yeah. from where um, Simone jumped and, like, fell. And he, like, peeks out the window, and the two guys look up at him, and they're like, <laughs> And you're like, what? Like, okay. But then he goes back inside, and he has a full face of makeup. And this is why you don't go to sleep in a full face of makeup. But also, my thing is, he barely has makeup on and those guys are seeing him from like three stories up yeah no you're so right way. wait what the fuck he has like a red lip and like some 
eyeliner and like a little bit of eyeshadow. Like he is hardly made up at all. And they're like, oh, no, that's my so God. true. Yeah, you're fucking so right. But he's like very distressed to find this out. And like, to be fair, it like not because it's like, oh, my God, I'm a man with makeup on. But like, when did he do that? Who? When did anyone do that? That's why it's scary is because he doesn't remember like who put the makeup on him or when the makeup was put on him. So like, that's scary. It's not like, oh, my God, he's got mascara on. No. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and then he's standing at the window and he goes, they want to drive me to suicide. I'll show them. Yeah, like what? Motherfucker has never heard of show, don't tell in his life. That's such a... Yeah, like, literally. We get it. We get yeah, it. Yeah, like we so know. You don't need to say it out loud. <laughs> the people are like sheep. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, and you know how he's going to show them, Tara? <laughs> yeah, like what the fuck is this logic? How does he show them? He goes to the wig store. He buys a ratty ass wig. Like, okay. Also, the woman puts it away so gross. She, like, takes it off the mannequin and, like, and then just, like, folds it. And I'm like, girl. He buys the frizziest, most ill-kept wig in all of France. <laughs> Literally. And then he, like, goes to leave. And then he's like, wait a minute. I know what I'm going to fucking do. And he puts it on in the store. But then when he gets back to his apartment, he's taking it off again. It's so stupid. I'm oh, so annoyed. And he buys some high-heeled shoes. He does a very weird bit with them. He, like, puts on a little voice. And he's like, oh, my. Look at the shoes. It's, like, so annoying. It sucks. It's, like, the one thing I will say that's kind of funny. And, like, I hate that I'm even acknowledging this. But he's like, come on. For, 80, for only 80 francs. And that did make me laugh. He's like, come on. Something like this for 80 francs. And yeah. I'm like, that's a deal, sis. I'm sorry I said anything mean. Except I'm not because it's Roman Polanski and he should die. Fuck him. Okay, I'm, I'm good. I got it out of my system. Absolutely. But he gets like he gets all dressed up and he puts on that dress that he's been like looking at and hanging around everywhere. Yeah, he puts on a dress and he puts on some pantyhose. And like, honestly, like now he looks much better than he did at any point in the literally, movie. Literally, literally. Like he's got some tasteful makeup on. He's got his little wig on. Yeah. But he's like um, really feeling himself in the mirror. He's just like having he's like having fun and playing dress up and like giggling around and I just hate him so much. I know, he's the fucking worst. It's so stupid. I, like and it sucks too because like my lizard brain is like this is so good for that person and it's like no, that's not right. what's happening here. Like he's not learning something about himself. Yeah, like I, it fucking makes me so mad. It's very much like a scene in one of my least favorite movies, Terrifier, in which Art the Clown like scalps a woman and cuts her boobs off. And there's a scene of him like with his dick tucked and he like puts the boobs on and puts the wig on and he walks around. And he does like these little hands and he's like, hee hee hee. And it's disgusting and I hate it. And it was very much like this same vibe yeah. of like, hee hee, oh my God. Just like shut the fuck up. It's like it's like the whole thing, like the Buffalo Bill, like would you fuck yes. me, like that nonsense of like, isn't it so scary? Silence and of the it's Lambs like, is one of my favorite movies. Terrifier is one of my least favorite movies. It's complicated. There's nuance. There's ways to whatever. No, you're right. You're right. I'm a big like Hannibal fan. Um, we will get into Silence of the Lambs later. Hey, <laughs> I, um, I say I'm a big Hannibal fan. No, <laughs> I liked Hannibal a lot for a period of time. And now I have a lot of complicated feelings, many of which are just annoyance. I just want to be clear. That wasn't me saying that like the portrayal of Buffalo Bill is incredibly tasteful. Like, that's no. not what I meant by that. 
No, there can be bad things in bad movies and bad things in good movies, yes. I think is what you were getting at. Thank you. Um, absolutely. I was like, it's great when they did it in Silence of the Lambs. Really good no. for everybody. That's not what I no. meant. <laughs> no, you were saying like, so this happens in all different kinds of movies and it's always so fucking frustrating. That's exactly what I meant. And that's a thing too. Like the thing that's scary about Buffalo Bill is that he's a serial killer. It's or scary because she's like in a hole in his house. Like, yeah, it's not because he tucks his dick. That's not why he's yeah. scary. And that's like the thing. Like, is this supposed to literally be a trans person? Because like, okay, we're not getting into it. I get we so mad. We won't get into it. Because <laughs> like, I like, I hate like I call Buffalo Bill he, and I'm like, I'm being mean to that person, and it's like oh, this is a fictional serial killer. Right. Right. Like, stop. <laughs> All right. So. The thing that drives me insane is like after um, Trokovsky, whatever the fuck, goes <laughs> flouncing around the apartment, he goes like, I think I'm pregnant. And I'm like, I what want you to fuck, die. Dude. I hope you die. Like, shut the fuck up. You're not cute. It's, I hate it. It's upsetting like, and I don't like it. Putting on a little it. voice. It's just so like hateful. I, and like, because he is who he is, like, it's just so yeah, much worse. Because it's just exactly. like that fucking guy doing this bullshit. Like, if in a movie Chris Evans did this, I'd be like, okay, maybe there's supposed to be some nuance. I'd be like, all right, that's annoying. Um, But it's like, that's someone who you could presume good intent. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say it. This movie, I go in with zero goodwill, so. Yeah, no. Like, there's, you, there just is none. But okay. Oh, there's like a big music sting, because he like goes to sleep in the, in the outfit, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like this like dramatic music sting zooming in on the window, but it looks like there's nothing there. And I was so confused. All I know is he wakes up and he's bloody and he's got a tooth missing. The same yeah. tooth that Simone was missing, of course. Yep. And where do you think it is, folks? It's in the wall. It's in the wall. And then he's like, those bastards. And I'm like, you think they pulled your tooth while you were dead asleep? Like, what do you think these people did? I'd, I'm so annoyed. And then he's like, you'll never turn me into Simone Shul. And I'm like, you are you turning yourself. yourself into her. I don't get it. This happens it's, like five more times the rest of the movie. He's like, you'll never turn me into her as he's turning himself into her. I'm like, I don't understand your point, sir. Um, so he changes out of his Simone getup and changes back into his Trelkovsky stuff. And he like goes out into the hallway and Mr. V is like, hey, there's a woman in your apartment last night. Like I told you, you couldn't bring women in here. And he's like, no. I and I'm like, alone. okay. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, like it's it's like he doesn't even remember. Maybe he doesn't. I don't fucking know, man. Or like he just saw him dressed up like Simone. Yeah, exactly. Like, but it, like, and I get like why in the 1970s you wouldn't be like, oh yeah, that was me. That was me. Um, but like, it was just we- like his reaction doesn't like I can't read his reaction as an audience member. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't really get his. Does it matter? No. And so he's back at the cafe and he refuses Simone's normal order. And this is when he's like, they won't. He like screams at them. He's like, you won't turn me into her. And he like freaks out in the cafe. He's like, I know what you're up to. Yeah. He's like, you're a couple of murderers. Also though. He's like, you always serve me without asking what I want. And I'm like, let me tell you, they make that point in a bluey episode. You know, bluey. No, I don't. It's like an Australian cartoon about dogs. My kids love it. And they literally like the whole thing of like, you don't actually consider like me as a person is able to be made by a cartoon in three minutes. This movie doesn't need to exist. Yeah. So now he's at a park and there is a child crying about a boat. Um, you know, this it's not important, but Roman Polanski slaps this kid in the face while he's crying. <laughs> what the fuck yeah. is going on? And he's like, you little fucking brat. And then just walks away. Yeah. And then he's back as Simone bouncing around the apartment again. 
Oh, yeah. Here it gets really trippy again. Yeah. Because he sees uh, like a wig head yeah. bouncing around it. Like I think he thinks it's a decapitated head of some kind that they're bouncing yeah. around. And then the old woman. I think woman, he thinks it's Simone's head. Probably. And then the old woman and her child are like getting fucked with like the rest of the neighbors are dressing yeah. the kid like a court jester. Yeah, but like with a mask of Roman Polanski's face. I don't fucking know. And that's when I was like, what are we trying to say about gender? Are we Literally. Like, are we even trying to or are we just like, wouldn't it be no. crazy if you were a girl, but then you were a boy? <laughs> like <laughs> Literally. Come on. What's going on? And like they're beating the old woman with a stick and she's tied up. It's so fucking odd. I literally hate it here. And then, like, people are trying to get into the apartment. Oh, so yeah, he, like, okay. runs to lock the door. Let me let me spell this out for you. So <laughs> a hand is coming in through his window. He stabs at the hand, right? Yeah. He stabs the hand. The hand retreats. The hand comes back with a glove on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was another person, again. maybe. Oh, maybe that was it. But, like, how are they getting up there? It's, like, a two-story apartment. I don't know. Like, he's on the second floor. What are they doing? Like, like climbing up the walls? And, like, the whole thing about this movie is, like, maybe none of this is happening. But then, yeah. like, why why, what, why what, am I watching it? Literally. Why am literally. I watching this movie? Oh, it's so fucking annoying. And then he's like, I'll fight to the bitter end. Okay. And then he decides to leave. And he gets out of his Simone getup again. And he goes to find Stella, who helpfully has a decorated nameplate on her apartment door, despite the fact that she is an adult woman. Stella. It's, it's like it's a dorm room. It's so fun. It's a, it's a door deck. It's a full door deck. Like, um, so he's like, hey, what's up? Can I stay here? And they've like met three times and fondled yeah. each other and never actually managed to have sex. And she's like, of course you can. Right. She's like tending to his hand wound. He's explaining the whole neighbor situation and like being like, yeah, I live in Simone's old apartment. She does not care. She doesn't care. He's sobbing. I don't care. She like puts him in the bed and he's like, I love you. And she's like, I love you too. And I'm like, based on what? Since when? Like, I love you. What's going on? And like, I get it because spoiler alert, Stella's in on the whole debacle. Oh, I forgot about that. Like, it makes sense. But like in the moment, I was like, you love each other. What are you talking about? No, literally. It's so. How does he figure out she's in on it? I was unclear on that. I literally don't know. He like sees a picture of her or like he just gets the idea. It's like that guy comes to the door. Yeah, I feel like it it looks like. Yeah, go ahead. But, like, somebody comes to the door and, like, who is it? Mr. Z? Because it doesn't look like anyone I think we've seen before. It's some fucking guy. Maybe we've seen him. Maybe we haven't. But, but somehow, yeah, somehow he comes to the conclusion that Stella is involved in his neighbor's hijinks. And so he proceeds to trash her apartment. Oh, my God. It's That's crazy. That's when my notes say, I was on my phone. I don't know what transpired. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he, like, steals a bunch of money, too. Right. I want to say, I just looked at the Wikipedia synopsis and it says he concludes that Stella's in on it. Even Wikipedia is like, we don't fucking know how he got there, but he did. So he takes a bunch of money from her closet and then he goes to a bar because of course he does. Yeah. Um, And he like tries to buy a gun. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Like at a bar. It's so he just like, he like whispers to the bartender and they're like, you can't have a gun. Get out of here. And then he just runs into the street. Where he gets hit by a car, which is a little satisfying to see. Yep. I cheered out loud. Like, sorry about it. I went, ha! 
He gets hit by this car driven by an elderly couple that he sees as Mr. Z and his wife. And so he's just screaming like, murderers! But we see it's not them. Or is it? What's real? I don't know. Yeah, literally. And they're like, murderers? That's a little harsh. And so basically, there's like a doctor and the couple is like, the cops come and they're like, oh, he's just like delirious. There is a moment where we see from his perspective, like still thinking it's Mr. Z and his wife, and he's trying to choke the old woman. Oh, yeah. And the cop just goes, that is preposterous. Yes, you're so right. It's so funny. It's the funniest reaction. Yeah, they're like, oh, we'll drive him home. And then he's like, I have to kill her. I mean, obviously, he's not seeing what we are seeing. but Just him trying to choke an old woman and the cop going, that is preposterous. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> So eventually, I guess the cops take him. No, I think the couple takes him home still. So the doctor gives him a sedative and then the old couple. I'm saying that mean, but they just are old. The elderly couple drives him home, Um, which is so nice of them, considering that he just tried to choke out the woman. And that's like at this point. Now I'm wondering if like everyone in the city of Paris is in on this. Literally. So I guess the movie is good in that regard. Yeah. Movie good. Everyone in France tries to kill Roman Polanski. That would be great because I think that's where he is. If it was like um, Wicker Man, just like an island full of bitches, like fucking with some guy. Literally. Okay. Oh, right. At some point, he's like, they were playing football with a human head (laughs) to the cops. But they get him like through the door. And then all of a sudden he's in his apartment as Simone again. Mm -hmm. And this shot is cool as fuck. I'll say it. Like... I really liked this scene. Yeah, this it's, is fucking really cool. It's eerie. It's cool. Yeah, like, it's awesome. We Sorry. see all of the neighbors in the apartment building sitting outside or, like, peering through their windows on their balconies. And there's, like, clapping and cheering. And they're all dressed up like it's the opera. Yeah. And, like, there's, like, fancy curtains everywhere. And the camera, like, floats out the window. And we're like, what are they looking at? And, like, we hear, like, a like a drum roll. Yeah, it's it's really scary. It's good. It feels like very much like like public hangings, you know? Yeah. And wouldn't you believe it, Trokovsky, dressed up as Simone, jumps out the window. He sure does. He hits hard. He does. You can see like a bone sticking out of his leg, I think. It, seem- it seems like his leg is very broken. It's like at an unnatural angle. Yeah. But we once we're on the ground, like the concierge woman and Mr. Z like run out and they're like, holy fucking shit. Yeah, it appears as though he just woke everybody up. Nobody was outside clapping. He woke right. everyone up by falling out the window. So like, okay, let's call an ambulance. Um, and they do. And they're like, somebody get a blanket. Like, holy God, is he going to be okay? Blah, blah, blah. And this is where we get the line, look how he's dressed. He must be insane. And I just yeah. said, there it is. I was yeah. waiting. And it's Madame Diaz, too, who yeah. like, has demonstrably been such a piece of shit. Yeah. It's like, cool. Thanks for that. Like, why did we need to have ableism and transphobia in this movie? Why? We didn't. We didn't. So they're, like, trying to put a blanket on him, but he's, like, he's awake. He's not even dead because he looks dead for a minute. Yeah. Um, And I went, sis, do not get up. He's trying, though, because he sees them as, like, demons. Like, their eyes yeah. are glowing and they have, like, split tongues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, the blanket that they're putting on him, he sees as, like, a net that they're trying to capture yeah. him with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's yeah, just, yeah. like, trying to, like, haul himself back up the stairs. And he's going, I'm not Simone. I'm not Simone. And this is where I get so fucking confused because he's insisting, like, you'll never get what you want. You won't turn me into her. But then he gets back into his apartment and he jumps again. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, 
Which like I don't Ugh. fucking understand because he's like you'll never turn me into her. But then like why are you doing that then? Then don't exactly. jump out the exactly. window. Exactly. Exactly. Don't get like don't give them what you think they want. I don't. I don't get what his deal is. What's his point? No, I I don't get it. So the cops are there and they like try to stop it, but it doesn't work. And he jumps. And somebody's like, and we just finished repairing the roof. <laughs> yeah. Rude. So he's taken to the hospital. We see him there covered head to toe in bandages, much like Simone. And then we see from his POV, the scene with him and Stella standing over Simone's body again. And like this, I thought was really cool. No, this is cool as hell. I realized like at the exact right moment, I was like, oh, that was him in the bandages. And that makes sense why he fucking screams like that. Yeah. Because like, yeah, it would be like a the most anguished upsetting scream of all time um and so okay i guess the ending's good a whole two-hour movie that really could have just been a a good black mirror episode yeah even like a middling to fair black mirror episode. yeah like a skippable one yeah true that's the thing i think if like this if this was in a black mirror context i would have been like cool that's the least surprising thing that's ever happened yeah um but because it was just two hours of nothing and then this it was like oh wow (laughs) So, final thoughts on The Tenant? I wish I didn't have to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's the ending's kind of cool. I think I had, I think I enjoyed myself for approximately some of the last 10 minutes. That's, like, my whole thing is, like, it's good. Like, it's a good movie, but so what? Yeah. Like, like at what cost? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm going to hate it on principle. Sorry. Right. And, like, like I said earlier, like, probably anybody could have made this movie. Yeah, and, like, it really did not need to be that fucking long. It's, like, it's like not... It's It drags. It's a movie, and the fact that it was made by who it was made by makes me like it even less. Yeah, exactly. It's just... It's fine. Like, it's good, it's fine, but it sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. What I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Those are, those are kind of my final thoughts, to be honest with you. I don't have a lot to say. So what do you think the Bravo TV network chose as the scariest moment from this movie? I'm kind of torn. Um, I Because the thing is, I was so fascinated by like the theatrical thing that it didn't like, it wasn't scary to me. I was just kind of excited. It wasn't a very scary movie, TBH. No, I agree. I don't think it was really scary at all, to be honest with you. I'm going to, I'm going to say the mummy thing, like the mummy thing the mummy shit when it's like uh, someone ripping the bandages off and like freaking out that's I'm at gonna the say beginning that. or when he sees her in the bathroom. no when he sees her in the bathroom well I don't, I don't know why i clarified because they said tooth in the wall what i i really disagree that's so Him dumb finding a tooth in the wall it's just sort of like huh that's, I think the ending's really scary. It was like, yeah. honestly, just either time that fucking scream happened was the, yeah. scared, the most scared I was. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ugh. Well, in the special, we got Robert Englund here. Oh, uh, baby. Yeah, he says it's scary because it's disorienting, which is true. Yeah, I'll um, take that. You know, uh, there was like a point where I was like, maybe everyone's in on it. And I was feeling a little like, hmm, I don't really know what's real and what's not. I still don't know what was supposed to be real or not. Oh, yeah. I don't fucking know. And I don't particularly care. So <laughs> literally, we also get Bruce Campbell. <gasps> what? Who I think he really likes this movie. I think it's one of his like favorite horror movies. And I'm like, Bruce, oh, it's not no. that scary. Yeah, literally. Um, but he just talks about how you don't know if you're going crazy or if the character is going crazy or what's up. Right. Like right. we talked about. And then there was a woman who seemed to be a film critic of some kind, but I didn't recognize her and they didn't have a lower third with her name on it. So I didn't know who she was. That's so weird. She was talking. She 
said a lot of good things, but she talked about specifically Roman Polanski's tendency to mix the supernatural with something very ordinary, mm. like an apartment, which is, I'm sure, something we'll talk more about whenever we get to Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, yeah. But I was just like, I would love to know who you are. <laughs> yeah, literally, what the fuck? Uh, but that's pretty much it. Hey, Riley. Hi, Tara. What movie are we watching next week? Next week, we're watching a film from 1987 directed by Catherine Bigelow called oh, shit. Near Dark. Let's go, baby. Korean <laughs> <Yeah>. DVD time. <laughs> yes. I had to order two DVDs from Korea on eBay. I hope they're in English. I think at least they'll have English subtitles. We'll figure it out. This movie's really hard to find. Yeah. It was so like wild. on Shutter for a period of time, but it is not anymore. Like, it's really hard to watch this movie. Can you imagine if it was back? <laughs> it was back like a month ago, and I was like, oh, shit. But... Oh no, my god! It's gone again. That's so weird. Like they only get it for like really brief windows of time. That's so strange. Uh, this is also our first movie directed by a woman on the podcast. Oh my god! So that's exciting yeah. and sad. Yep. What's <laughs> well, me like thirty five, thirty six episodes in? Yeah, Jesus Christ! Woohoo! Yeah, baby. Um, I I really like Near Dark. It's like Western ah. vampires. It's really fun. Oh, that's cool as hell. I can't wait. I got to find my copy. But hey, guess what? Um, you can follow us on social media where I do sometimes tweet about how rapists should die. I've done that once and it was Marilyn Manson. Um, oh, this is literally the end of the podcast. I meant to say this earlier, but uh, because I did rent this movie on Amazon Prime and I paid money for it. I also donated more than twice what I paid to the National Sexual Violence Resource Center. And I'll put a link to that in the description of this episode. I, I will be doing that as well. Meant to say that earlier. Sorry. That's okay. Um, we had a lot of ground to cover. Yeah. Uh, right. You can follow us if you want to on social media. Um, and you can do that at Fright Your Life on Instagram or on Twitter or both if you're feeling spicy. Um, and you can follow me and Riley on Twitter individually or as a package deal. Actually, if you follow me, you have to follow Riley or I'm going to come to your house and I'm going to pee on your house. Plans. That's true. It'd be really fucking weird of you to follow one of us and not the other. I'm just saying. That would, in, the, in this context, it would be so goddamn weird. That'd be really weird. If you listen to this podcast and you follow one of us, what's wrong with you? You're like, actually, I don't like Tara. I'm what's just following on? Riley. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. My Twitter is boring as shit. <laughs> My Twitter is just unhinged. If you can watch Near Dark, fucking props. Good job. Tell us how, please. Yeah, literally. How did you manage it so quickly? Um, but yeah, l- tweet us about it. Yeah. And join us next week as we try to give you the, the fright, fright of, of your, your life. life. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Anyway. <laughs>